Hey. Hey, boo. Hey, boo. I'm like, let me play some of your song on here. Hell yeah. Hey. Hey. This is my jam. Hey. Hey. <laughs> that song is a hit, okay? Like I'll be working out for this song. Oh my god. What's good? Hey boo, what's up? I'm excited. I am you too. Are here with me. Oh my god! I'm so excited so, to be on here. I'm excited for you to be here. So, welcome to Self Talk. I'm super excited that you are here. Thank you to everybody who will be tuning into this episode. I truly, truly appreciate it. So, you know, I've been doing like really been pushing mental health awareness this month, mm-hmm. and so I really had to have you come on you and my friend Maricela I had to have you guys come on because like you guys literally have been talking about you know your own experiences with mental health and um just sharing your stories and it really moved me and I really wanted you guys to come on my platform to share with my listeners so thank you so much for joining me today you are so welcome. I'm so proud of you and your podcast and how it's just how it's just taken off. I am so proud of you. So I, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. So a little bit about my boo, okay? Cordero, aka Darrow, has his own podcast platform called Daryl's Daring Thoughts. And let me tell you, it's the realest, okay? He keeps it 100. So. Make sure you go over there and listen. On, I think it's streaming on all the platforms, correct? Mm-hmm, correct. All right. So you guys, make sure you go check him out because he is the realist. This is my mentor, so go check him out. Darrow <laughs> um, is also a published author. Yes. Yes. Okay. So you guys go check out his book. I would never be number one in his life. The story of dating download men. Okay. And the book is awesome. And it's on Amazon Kindle, correct? Correct. Awesome. Okay. Uh, Cordero wear a lot of hats. Let me just say this, okay? Because I feel like I'm reading like a long book right now because he needs so much stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, he's an author. He's a director of plays. And uh, he's also an independent artist, okay? My boo got three songs out, three singles. Am I right? It's three, right? I have four in total, but three as of recently, like within the last six months, I've released three new songs. Yeah, because it's like you just you be you be like in the background doing your thing and then next thing you know, a new single just dropped. I'll be like, What? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys go check out his three singles, Amber Alert, which was the first one, which I absolutely love. Okay, and I'll be still playing it. Um, F Boy, which will be featured on Blue Vante. Am I saying that right? Yep. Okay, Blue Vante, um, which comes out June 3rd on Here TV, and that's H E R E. Okay, Here TV. And his newest, another newest single, No Fats, No Films, right? That's yes. what I just said, right? No Fats, No Films. That's what's being featured. Oh, no, 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 no. That's your newest one. 
That's our newest one. That's you, the newest one. Mm-hmm. Okay. F Boy is what's being featured on Blue Vonte. Yes. Right? Okay. Let me get that correct. Okay. And then so, there's Sandman. Sandman. Okay. Is that out? Yeah, Sandman came out in December. <laughs> now I gotta go. Now I gotta go find that song and download it because I didn't know that. Why yep. I didn't know that? Yep, Sandman Sam came out Christmas Eve. Yep. Okay. Well, you guys go check out Sandman as well. Okay, because I'm about to go check it out soon as I'm done with this uh, episode. Um. So yeah, Cordero wears a lot of hats, y'all. Jack of all trades, and I'm just like so proud of you. Um. Every time I look up, you're doing something. I mean, you just did a play. What was the play title? So I was the assistant director. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, this the assistant director of a play. Um, the play was called Crowns the Musical. It was about the history of um, black women adorning themselves on the head with um, an object of some sort, and how it has translated to modern time as church hats. And so it shows the history of church hats, where it came from, where they are now. And it's just a beautiful black um, church play. It's really beautiful. Um, beautiful story told. Um, director, and the original playwright is from Chicago. So it was, a, it was great to do a show that originated from Chicago by someone. And so that was I was the assistant director of that. That closed Mother's Day weekend. Um, all of our shows were sold out. And it was just really great wow. to be a part of that production. That is so awesome. That's yes. awesome. You just you just wear so many hats, and I'm just proud to to see you doing your thing. Okay. Um. So, like I said, all the month of May, I've been doing mental health awareness. It, it just really since the pandemic happened, I just really been on the go with this mental health thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, I've experienced so many losses. You know, as far as deaths in the family. Yeah. You know, people coming to me with their own personal experiences, and so I I went out there. I got certified to be a mental health aide, and just been really educating myself on mental health. And so it was a must that I do something in regards to mental health awareness before this month ended. So um, I was listening to your latest podcast episode, Depression Almost Got Me. Yes. And you were sharing, you know, what you had been going through ever since February in, in regards to um, how your mental health impacted, you know, your career and some relationships and things like that. And so I just want you to come on and share your experiences, you know, in regards to your own mental health, share whatever you want. This mm-hmm. is your floor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, like I told my, my, my friend on the previous episode, I was like, this is your platform. Talk, <laughs> tell your story, share whatever you want to share. And, and that episode is like, she shared a lot of stuff. Um, and actually, this episode is going to be titled De- Depression Thought It Had Me. Oh, mm. it was so wrong. Yes, I love that. So the floor is yours. Tell us tell us what you your experience about your experiences. Yeah, sure. Um, I love how I love how serious um, seriously you are taking, you know, mental health, especially being African-American. You know how, you know, in the black community, you know, we don't really take it that seriously. Um, and, you know, especially, you know, with you being, you know, us being brought up in the church. So, you know, we kind of got a late start in life with dealing with mental health and actually taking it seriously. You know, it was always 
Play it away. Leave it at the altar. Don't talk about it, you know. And I think that I, I think that a lot of that is starting to catch up with a lot of us. Yeah. And I think that it's something that we are being forced to deal with. And you're either going to deal with it or it's going to deal with you. And I just, I, I, I refuse to let it deal with me. Uh, sometimes, it, sometimes it gets me, you know, sometimes, you know, I have my moments. But I will say that this year, um, depression really hit me in a way I have never experienced it. And I didn't really know how to respond because... And be quite honest, you know, the things that I experienced, I only heard, you know, white people talk about, you right. know, that, you know, um, they just stay in the bed, they can't get out the bed, they don't even want to feel like shower, taking a shower, they don't care about their house being dirty, they're just, it's just so many things um, that I'll go into detail about, but I never heard a black person talk about it. Right. So I was just in it, and I was like, wait a minute, what the hell? What, what is this is going on? And I was like, it got to the point to where I did not want to get out the bed. I didn't want to take a shower. I, my house was disgusting. I didn't care that it was disgust, disgusting. I didn't want to work. I didn't want to do anything. And I, the only thing that was, and the only thing that was keeping me going was I was the only thing that was really keeping me going was the fact that I had to work in order to not be homeless. Yeah. <laughs> I had yeah. to get out, get up and work. Like that forced me to do things. If it wasn't for that, I probably would, I, if it, if I didn't have to work, I probably would still be in a bed somewhere. Right. But uh, you know, an- <laughs> another thing about us, you know, um, black people is like, even though we are depressed, we still move. We still, you know, we we try to create this false narrative that there's such thing as a um, as a functioning depressed person. Yeah. And, you know, we, you know, we try to, you know, I'm depressed, but I, I got I got to still do this. I got to still do that. And I, I was, I could until my body was like no you something you need to really deal with this Mm -hmm. so you know it started in January it's actually started in December when I was I just started to become very unhappy with my job and it's you know a lot of people can relate you know the moments where we get unhappy with our job but what was bothering me was that I really thought this was the company that I was going to be happy with Um, everything started out great and it, it's it, I'm, I, it started to bother me because within the last three years, I've, I've been job hopping. And I don't like that. I don't like right. job hopping. I don't like having to start over. I don't have like losing my PTO, my, my um, what they call it, my, um, your, the benefits and you know, your um, um, seniority, right. I I don't like starting over you losing all that and losing my PTO that I've accumulated because I've been here so long. Like, I don't like starting over. And so I thought I found the place and it didn't happen. And I was, I was stuck because I didn't know what to do. Here I am again, now back in a place where I don't like where I work. I have to work. I don't know what to do. And thank God it was remote because if I had to really show my face every day, 
with this feeling, I probably would not have lasted as long as I lasted. Right. And what what bothered me also was that it was my my, my black brothers and sisters that were causing the havoc. And mm-hmm. we don't talk about that enough with, you know, working with other black professionals and how they make your life a living hell sometimes in the workforce. And, you know, we like to throw it off on, you know, the white man so much, but we yeah. never talk about, you know, our experiences working with difficult black people. And, you know, we, we don't talk about it for many reasons. You're, you don't want to be that person that says that, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you don't want, you, you don't want people to say, oh, here you go, just a bitter black person. Why are you talking, you know, but I was experiencing that. And so it was difficult because I didn't know, I didn't know what to do. I also found out that I have seasonal depression. So Mm -hmm. for people who don't know, you know, seasonal depression, you get them, you know, during, you know, particular seasons. Mine is the winter and lack of sunlight, lack of so Chicago gets horrible sunlight. It's, you know, cold, there's nothing to do. And, you know, you already gained pandemic weight. And now on top of that, you're gaining depression weight. And so all of that just really hit me at once on top of still trying to be active on this platform or the platform that I use quite often clubhouse, you know, really trying to be this figure on clubhouse and not let people see this other side of me being depressed, having all these rooms scheduled, producing a play on the app. I mean, I was doing so much on that app. Yeah, just had a song that just came out in December. Trying to promote the song, I I literally had a lot going on, and I did not know how to. I kept trying to compartmental compartmentalize all my emotions, and I had no more drawers to put emotions in, and the, the shit just combusted. Wow, and I that's what led me to quitting my job. I quit my job in, in January. Mm-hmm. I did not have another job lined up, but I, I, I knew I would find something air quotes. Right. <laughs> I right. knew I was going to find something cause I've never had an issue finding the job. You know, I knew my resume was great. You know, I already had interviews. I just knew something was going to come. So I said, I'll just Uber, I'll just Uber full time. It'll probably only last a month. Fast forward. I just started my new job this past Tuesday. <laughs> So right. I was I was out of work from January to just the end of May. Right. And so I ended up having to Uber longer than I wanted to. Um, the jobs were not hitting like I thought they would. And that added on another layer of depression. And when you are a full-time Uber driver, you don't have the luxury of too much of creating your own schedule like people think. You right. can't create your own schedule, but you, you still are at mercy of people needing rides at that schedule that you're creating. So even if you create your own schedule, say, I'm going to work around this time, if ain't no cars, that ain't, if ain't nobody out there needing a ride, you have to adjust. Exactly. So I had to adjust where I, the hours I wanted to work to what hours people were needing rides. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, the hours that those people were needing rides were late at, late at night or... Um, like late at night to all hours of the morning and I was getting not getting sleep because I, it, once the sun is out I'm up I can't sleep um, 
even if it's been all day, I've been driving. If the sun is out or if the light is peeking through my window, I'm up. I yeah. never, I can't sleep. So not getting sleep, not eating right, because most people who are rideshare drivers are just eating quick things to go. Right. So I'm not eating right. Um, I started to develop pains in my back and my legs because of the amount of hours I was driving. And I finally went to a doctor and the pains were so bad that I was like popping 800 milligram ibuprofen, just popping them like they were Skittles. Mm-hmm. And the doctor said I had, I had to put, I had, um, uh, I was putting like these um, heating pads. I was doing so much because I couldn't rest at home to heal because I had to Uber. Like right. I had, I had to work, you know, and on top of all that, still doing rooms on Clubhouse, getting ready for a play, um, a play on Clubhouse, plus going to meetings for this play that I'm about to assist and direct that's uh, 45 minutes away from my house. I mean, just not, first of all, not knowing to say no. Right. Really screwed me up. Saying yes to doing everything and not and ignoring my mental health. Um, I was ignoring my mental health and I was not paying attention to my body. Right. I just wasn't paying attention to it. And for that reason, everything just started crumbling. I, I, I was not, I stopped talking to people. I was, um, I stopped talking to people, um, people, who expect you to always be there and, and be and, and show up a certain way, uh, they weren't picking up the signs that something was wrong. And mm-hmm. I was not in, in a, at a place to where I could physically say, I am really depressed right now. I need your help. I, I just wasn't at a place to utter those words. Right. I, I thought I was, I thought that people would pick up on the cues Mm-hmm. And they weren't. They were just still expecting so much from me, right? And and and, and I, my mother, my sister, I mean, everyone in my family was just expecting me to still be the same person. And I was not. I didn't say no. I couldn't. I didn't say no. I just always wanted to show up for everyone and it got to the point to where when it was really time for me to say, I need help. I don't know what to do. No one really was able to show up for me. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that adds another layer of depression because then you, uh, then you question how do people truly value you? Mm-hmm. Do they value you when you're, when you're down or only when you can be there for them? Exactly. And, and I, Nisha, when I tell you I went, there was one point I went days without bathing. And that's, that's how I, I, I don't like, <laughs> I don't like doing that. Like it got right. to the point to where if I needed to Uber, I would just spray cologne on the clothes that I'm wearing, but I wouldn't get in the shower. Like the process of getting up to shower was too much. Yeah. It was too much. 
I wasn't cleaning. I was doing literally the bare minimum to where my house wouldn't smell. So that's all. And um, to be quite honest, what helped me get through it was, and this, I, I still need to deal with it. I'll be quite honest. It's not something I'm completely over. I still need to deal with it. I, I, I've noticed that I have moments where I wake up in the middle of the night with anxiety out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 so what I, what I, what I've been doing is I've been making notes in my note, my note section on my phone when I have, when things, when certain things happen that may trigger my depression or may trigger an, 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 a panic attack or I may have anxiety. I wake up and write down what happens, it was happening in that moment because I am transitioning to, you know, new insurance, so provider, new therapist and all those things. So I'm making these notes so when I do speak to my therapist, I can, I'm kind of keep a track of when these things happen. Right. Because how my depression, how, I'll say how my anxiety hits me, it hits me when I'm not even going through anything or I'm having a great day. Mm -hmm. I'm having a great day. I woke up at three o'clock in the morning the other day and was just immediately anxious. Um, I know I still have PTSD from the fire. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) There's not a day that goes by where if I hear a fire truck outside, I jump, I, I literally wake up every single time I hear a fire truck and I listen for it to see if it's coming closer or if it's going further away. Right. And then I'll go back to sleep. Um, I think that's something I'm probably going to be living with for the rest of my life, if not for a long time. And that's something I have to adjust to. But to go back to what I was saying, what I think would really got me through at least to a part where I'm able to manage my emotions right now is really just being busy. Yeah. And like when I went back to the theater for the first time since 2020, because this show that I did, we were supposed to do this show in, in May of 2020. And of course, you know, COVID stopped everything in 2020. Yeah. So we were, so this is the same show that we were supposed to do. So actually getting back out there and doing theater helped me. Um, what also helped me was um, was actually going to sleep at a decent hour. Sleep helped me a lot. Yeah, I was. I would stay on that app or stay up watching. T- I would stay up all night, and you know, wherever the Uber was, I like. I was, it was just crazy. So I would start to go to bed at a decent hour, even if it was a night where I was Ubering overnight. And now it's time. To, it's morning. I would close these blinds to where there's nothing peeking through. And take my butt to bed and sleep the entire time until I got at least a good eight hours. And I started exercising a little bit. Not doing a lot, but I did start doing um like some some light some light morning stretches. I started stretching. Mm-hmm. I started doing some stretches in the morning and I started stretching before I go to bed. My pains went away after as soon as I started doing that. I started meditating um, and especially I started meditating like during times like when I want to take a bath and I'll light a candle, you know, do some sage and I'll meditate while I'm in the tub and 
you know, just speak to God, um, speak to the universe and just start um, bring the positivity back into my life. Mm -hmm. I um, got rid of toxic people. (laughs) You know, I got rid of certain people who I saw were not being helpful during my during my time of need. And I will say those were band-aid fixes. There there's way more there's still more work that I need to do. Yeah. But I've recognized the work that needs to be done and I'm going to be taking steps to get the get the, to get that done. And that's so good that you you acknowledging because I think the first step, first of all, for anybody is to acknowledge, you know, that you have something going on mentally. Exactly. And people also need to know that it's okay not to be okay. Yes. I think the world has made it seem like, um, you know, if something wrong with you, you just, you know, crazy or deranged or something. But it's okay not to be okay. You know, it's social media did that you know it's yeah so people don't post when they're upset on social media they don't post their lot their when they lose they they don't post their failures you know they don't they don't people you know people are now starting to become more vocal about their depression and 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 posting things on social media for uh, to encourage others but you and I both know that's that has that's not something that's been going on forever that's very new and I think that we've built up this whole, and again, I, I take it back to you know, you know, black, and we 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 never we didn't have an outlet to express our emotions. You know, we yeah. didn't have an outlet of uh, to a, even acknowledge, hey, you know, mom, dad, or whomever, I have, I'm suffering from anxiety, I'm suffering from depression. You know, like. It, 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 it's something that, again, I think that now as, you know, as adults, we're able to, to deal with, but it's a lot of gener- generational trauma oh, that yeah. we have to truly unpack. And it's going to take, it's going to be a while before you can oh, unpack yeah. all of that. You know what I'm saying? And I, oh, think, yeah. and I think that that that's something that I'm personally, personally am going through um there's a lot of things that i know that i need to have conversations with my therapist about that i have been avoid i have been avoiding simply because i am i don't like talking about things that i don't know if there's gonna be a solution to it right i like if i'm going to talk to you about it i know that there's gonna be a solution to this if I don't think there's a solution to how I'm going to deal with this, I would rather not talk about it. And there's a lot of things that I need to talk about, but because I don't know what the fix is, I would rather not talk about it. Right. Yeah. And so that's something I have, I'm, I, I've acknowledged that I do and I need to fix them. I need, yeah. to at least, I need to at least talk about it, regardless if there's a fix for it or not, I need to talk about it. Yeah. Because it may not even, it may not be a fix, right? but for you to be able to, you know, talk about it and just get it out mm-hmm. because we're so used to holding things in Yes, that, you know, we really need to get this stuff out. And that's, that's what me and Maricela was talking about on the last episode. You know, we, we constantly shield 
things. Mm-hmm. We keep things in and it's just time for us to start, you know, having conversations about these things. Otherwise, you're going to be stuck. Yes. You're going to be stuck. In her case, she had a lot of childhood trauma. And so she's she's going on, if she's not already, 50 years old. And she's just now talking about her childhood trauma. She's just now Mm. um, acknowledging that she has um like a mild depression and she's working through it now with a therapist now at, right. at 50 working through that now and so it's like it's time you know for everybody to acknowledge that and i know people are scared because i have conversations all the time with a variety of different people um this one guy in particular that i have a conversation with him all the time he he's afraid to go talk to a therapist um and and it's it's like he's afraid of being judged or he's afraid that you know they're not gonna you know understand where he's coming from and i told him you know you have to find a therapist that's right for you right you know one that you feel that can can relate if you got to go through a couple of them to get to the right one that's just something you're gonna have to do you know (laughs) Yeah, I tell my, I, you know, I talk, I talk, I tell my friends this all the time that, you know, like a therapist, like finding the right therapist is like going on a whole bunch of dates until you find the right person. Exactly. Like, and you're doing the interview. Like you have, like this is your life. <laughs> this is your money. Right. You are you. You should do the interview. You interview these people, and if it's not the person that you want. Go on to the next one. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Because this is your life at the end of the day. Exactly. And so I, I, I and I did, I found a very good therapist. And what I like the most about my therapist is that she, she gives me homework assignments. Mm-hmm. And I, when we, when we come back to our next session, she asks me, you know, okay, this is what your homework was. How did you apply it? Like, it's not like we're just talking and she's just, you know, she's making sure I do the work. Right. right. And that's one thing I really like about her. And I've I've been doing the work. There, I mean, so there are a lot of things that I will say improved since I started seeing my therapist. One is that I'm I I'm I've stopped being afraid of of um, setting boundaries with people. Mm-hmm. I, I used to have a hard time and I, I'll still do just a little bit, but it, it's not as severe, but I used to be afraid setting with setting boundaries with people because I was afraid that I would lose them. Right. And I've learned that setting boundaries is healthy for a relationship. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's healthy. You know, I'm setting this boundary so we can still have a great relationship. It's not to block anything. It's so we can still have the best relationship possible and even if you've had friends, family, whomever that you have let do certain things for 20 years, it's never too late to set a boundary. That's it. Yeah. And that's something that I learned. And I and those individuals who do not want to accept those boundaries, they gotta go. That's it. That's it. Because at the end of the day, it's your life and you know, you're trying to move forward in positivity. Yes. You know, that at the end of the day, that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to live a life of, of you know, peace 
and positivity. Yes. And so if you don't fit into that, if you and then then if you don't add value, mm-hmm. you know, to my life, then yeah, you definitely got to go. So who who wants to be stuck? Right. And so then it was yes, and then also just being an artist and being an artist has been one of the most amazing things and it also has been one of the most challenging things, um, especially being an independent artist. And I never, I never in a million years wanted to be a singer. Never, never. I like to sing in groups. I like to sing in choirs. I like to sing around the house and cars. I always said, you know, I just wanted to put out a little project so I could just say I put something out. Mm-hmm. I never thought that people would receive it, you know, so well. I never thought people would really truly like my music and like what I put out. I love how I am actually writing all my music. <laughs> I've never was a writer when it came to music, but now I I've grown so much in my craft and now I see how people feel when they put out stuff that's their baby and people that claim that they that support you don't support you right that 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 that's excuse excuse my language sorry <laughs> say whatever you want to say <laughs> Oof. That, that shit hurts yeah it truly yeah. hurts when people that are you know family friends acquaintances and people who actually hype you up mm-hmm. do not support you yeah, absolutely. and I, I when I tell you when I first put out my first podcast and saw that nobody like I said I'm not doing no more podcasts I'm not doing nothing else I ain't doing this no more mm-hmm. like I'm not doing it no more and then I came back and did it and people still weren't supporting me and then I would start having attitude and it's like you're supposed to be celebrating Cordero like yeah. you're supposed to be celebrating the fact that you're putting out you're you're doing things you're putting out music like who not too many people can say they put out three songs in six months of apart from each other or had a, a best-selling book or, you know, all these other things that I've done. And I'm too yeah. busy focusing on the people who are not supporting me instead of those who are celebrating me. Yeah. yeah. And I had, I had to stop doing that. I had to stop giving any cares to those people who don't support me because yeah. As you know as well, the support that we are getting by doing all of these independent projects are from strangers. Yep. We're getting yep. more support from people who do not even know us. Yeah, I agree with that. Then people then people who know who, who who quote unquote know us. Yeah, I definitely can relate to that because when I put my podcast out, I was like, okay, I knew certain people, you know, even in my immediate circle. You know, they they're gonna support me, they gonna they gonna share, they gonna put it out there. And I can tell you that people who I thought mm-hmm. was going were, was going to support hasn't probably even listened to an episode. I haven't yes. gotten the feedback, I haven't gotten nothing, but these are the very people that we support in yes. everything. Yes. In everything. And so one thing I had to learn going into this because one thing I was not gonna do is let that stop me. Mm-hmm. from doing this podcast okay so one thing i went in saying is don't worry about who's not supporting you close family friends whatever focus on the ones that are supporting you that's giving you the feedback that's giving you the encouragement and so 
look at it now because I didn't think this podcast was gonna go anywhere. It was just something to do. Right. So I definitely can relate to that. Yeah. And it and do hurt. It does. And then that's when those boundaries come in, you know? Mm-hmm. And and so I'm baby, when I tell you I'm handing out boundaries like Oprah, you get a boundary, you get a boundary, you get a boundary, <laughs> you get a boundary. Like okay. I am, <laughs> I am <laughs> baby, that's what I'm doing. I'm for Christmas, everyone's getting a boundary. Like this is what's happening because I, I, I'm not I, I refuse to continue on my life without with I, I like it was a post that I saw I think yesterday saying we are on this earth we're not on this earth long enough to be unhappy and when I saw that post I said wow we are not on this earth long enough to just live and continue to be unhappy mm-hmm. and I, I I personally refuse to be unhappy I personally refuse to you know, um, allow a, a, um, a, a job to make me unhappy. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, it's, it's really hard sometimes to balance being a perfect, having a professional career and still um, being, uh, um, um, doing your passion. Right. And that's a balance that I've been, I, I, I think I've found, I'm still working towards that, but I think I've found a balance where I'm going to, you know, work because, you know, we live in a capitalist society and we got to work. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm not going to do it to the point to where I'm not still in my passion. And I think mm-hmm. that the pandemic kind of took away a lot of that for me. Not being able to act, not being able to sing, not being able to do a lot of things. And so I think now that the world has, you know, opened back up, and people are, I'm able to do more things. I'm going to do more directing opportunities. I'm going to possibly, I'm, I'm possibly going to go out and audition for a, a play to be an actor and to just, you know, get more back into my passion um, just yeah. because I refuse to, I refuse to just work. Yeah. And, you know, not be able to do those things that, that actually fulfill my soul. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. if I, because if I can't fulfill my soul and my spirit, I, I, I'm just going to be unhappy and I don't want to, I, I, I can't do that anymore. Yeah, I can relate to that too because, um, like, I, I've been working two jobs. I picked up a second job when the pandemic happened just to be able to get out the house. Mm-hmm. And so it's been a year and seven months later. And I was just like sitting here one day, like, wow, why am I still there? Like, why am I still at this job? It literally was just so I can get out of, out of the house. My, I'm, I literally work Monday through Sunday. Mm-hmm. So where's my time that I used to have for myself before the pandemic happened? You know, right. before I was doing self-care stuff, I was taking myself out on dates, I was getting pampered, you know, enjoying my life. And it's like, now I'm back to where I was before, you know, I, you know, was on my weight loss journey where I was, you know, feeling unhappy and yeah. not feeling myself and just working, 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 working. And so I'm like, uh-uh, nope. So in the next two weeks, I will be leaving that second job. I know, you know that's and, right. And getting back to myself, you know, working out, going back to working out more at the gym and, 
you know, taking myself out on dates or, and whatever makes me happy. Get mm-hmm. back to that place I was before the pandemic. And like you said, the pandemic took a lot away from a lot of people. Yeah. It took my gym away from me. You know, that I was doing that faithfully on the regular. Yes, you were. Losing my weight. And then the pandemic happened and it, it just stopped. And so I gained that COVID weight. You know, now I'm working to get the COVID weight off, which I lost the COVID weight, but I still got goals that I want to reach. So I was like, uh, uh-uh, I can't keep working at this at this second job because I won't be able to do things that makes me happy. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, uh-uh, nope, because that 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 job gonna be there. Yep. That health is what's gonna deteriorate while that job still sits there. Are Absolutely. Gonna hire another person. Exactly. So even with my main job, I'm on, I'm on vacation right now because I want to just take some time for myself to do things. Yesterday, I slept in all day. The day mm-hmm. before that, I slept in all day. It's like I'm doing stuff that that I want to do, catching up on rest and catching up on meditation and just all different types of stuff. We have to get back to doing things that makes us happy because that's, that's a part of taking care of yourself mentally. Yes, and you know we've we've gotten so adapted to this world that teaches us that we always have to be doing something. Yeah. Like you always have to be working. Like if you're not, if you're at home, just sit down. You're being lazy. You know you always have to. Do, no, what if I want to sleep in all day? Yeah. You know what if I want to be at home and just watch and catch up on television? I haven't done that in so long. It's like you know I can do that. Yeah. You know whatever whatever it whatever it takes for you to you know uh to 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 relieve some some distress um to take you to a different place to escape for a moment from the craziness that's going on in this world we all have the right to do that yeah that is so true that is so true and and i'm not going to not do that anymore like i i I refuse yeah yeah life is short Life is short and every day is getting shorter and shorter. So I just yeah. say go out there and do what makes you happy. Yeah, and what we've also learned in the pandemic as well is that you know, we that there are so many more opportunities out here for us. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, I think also in this pandemic, a lot of us learned that, you know, we need you know, we need more than just one 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 source of income, yeah. you know, or more you know, at least more ways to, to, to get income. And, you know, I'm, you know, doing things with my theater company that I have. Like, I'm, I'm writing a play right now, writing two plays right now so we can produce this fall. I'm just, at, I, I, I want to, my creativity is, is, is what helps me with my mental health. Yeah. Like, as long as my creativity is, I, I thank God for the gifts that he's, he's bestowed upon me because I love being a creative. I love being able to flip open a laptop and just start writing and see how, see how these ideas just come out of nowhere and flow. And I'm, I, I'm not going to waste that gift. Yeah. And so I'm going to, I, I've realized that that is a part of my mental health. Um, you know, my therapist has always said, well, what makes you happy? What, ha- what did you do for yourself? What, what is a stress reliever for you? And it's, for me, it's doing a podcast. <laughs> it's doing, yeah. writing some music. It's writing a play. It's, you know, all these different things. I think my podcast has been, more, it's been very therapeutic for me. Yeah. 
you know, yeah. and you could probably say that too. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. if I haven't been able to talk to my therapist, I'll do a podcast and just talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just happy that I've kind of, I've really realized that the creativity that God gave me is not just for me to, it's not just for me to showcase, you know, my talents to others. It also has saved my life. Yeah. You know, my creativity has actually literally saved my life. And so I, and for that, it's like, it's a blessing for me to realize that, damn, this is for me as well. Like it's not, it's, it's helped me. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I feel about this podcast. Like I said, it, it was, it was to challenge myself to, to, talk out more because you know I'm so reserved Mm -hmm. I like to be in the background and it was it was more so of a challenge and then once the first couple episodes dropped and I'm getting all this feedback of you know I actually made some impact on somebody else's life Mm -hmm. and it's like okay God okay this might be going somewhere and so it's for me to be able to share some stuff because I, I don't be sharing my life with nobody. <laughs> you know, I really don't. I'm really reserved and quiet you really are. myself. Mm-hmm. But it, it really has helped me to open up more. Um, just to open my personality up more. It's been able to able to receive feedback, you know, whether it's good or bad feedback to help me develop. But I also am touching people live. Mm-hmm. And so that's what makes me happy. Is when other people are happy and it's because of something I may have said or did, you know, that's what brings me joy. And so when it comes to our mental health, we just have to find that thing that makes us happy, that makes us want to get up out of the bed every day, that makes us want to, you yes. know, shower and, and, and get dressed, that makes us want to go out and, and stand in the sun, Yes, <laughs> you know. So we just have to find whatever that thing is mm-hmm. that makes you happy. You just have to get up and, and push through it and and just live. You have to hold on to it. Yeah. You, you really have to hold on to it because the way the way everything is happening in the world today, it you could it, it can make you feel like what the hell am I living for? Yeah. You know, you know what what is everything it's just so much has happened in the like hell. For this to be Mental Health Awareness Month, this has been probably one of the worst months we've had as a, oh, as, yes. a, as, a as a nation. Yes, yes. And... You got all this. The I mean, from the recent shooting here in Texas at the school, and then even just earlier this month, you know, I did the um, my first uh, topic in this segment. Um, Arlena, you know, she took her life May fifth, mm-hmm. at the beginning of May, and it was just like, oh my god. Like yep. what's going on? And then the Buffalo shooting. It's yeah. just been like May has been a a, a a pretty heavy month for everyone for yeah. especially for it to be mental health awareness month. And I think that, you know, um I think that that's something we need to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. That you know, that by this being mental health awareness month, look what ha- has happened this month. And I've I, I think that because of all that you have right now we all are going to bed and waking up having to think get out of that bed for whatever that is that is getting us out whatever that is if it's you know your child your you know your loved one if it's because you you because you want to get healthy you know because you know you have these people that are depending on you whatever is 
get you out of bed because you want to write, you, you know, you got a project that you want to finish that you're proud of, whatever it is, you have to hold on to it because right now there's so much going on and you can, it's really chaotic right now and you can mm-hmm. lose you if you if you don't focus on that that thing you can get it can get lost in the chaos That's and so you true. don't and you don't want that to happen yeah that is so true that is so true you just got to hold on to it yes and push through it and stay focused yes and stay consistent with it too i think if you stay consistent with whatever that thing is whether it's uh, pampering yourself on a weekly basis or whatever mm-hmm. it may be, stay consistent with it because once you stop being consistent with it, then it falls by the wayside. Mm-hmm. Then you trying to figure out like what what happened. And don't be afraid to start over if you have to. Yeah, that's yeah. one thing that I, I I beat myself up about. You know, always having to start over, and mm-hmm. you know, even with my my weight loss journey has been a consistent journey for almost half of my life if not yeah for half of my life it's been a consistent journey and I've been afraid you know to start over because you know I had surgery why you guys are your way back for the old you know what did you do yeah you know all that stuff afraid to have those conversations afraid to get those looks you know I've started HelloFresh and I start next week receiving Mm -hmm. my HelloFresh packages and I'm excited for that because I'm, I'm legit, I'm legit, I legit fully understand now that losing weight is, is a mind, body, and soul. Yeah. And if you, if you lose the weight with the body, but you don't take care of the mental, you're going to gain that mm-hmm. weight right back. You're so true. That is and so, so true. I, I'm dealing with the mind, the body, and the soul all at the same time yeah. and I think that now I'm I understand I have a full understanding of what this is going to take for me to lose the weight and successfully keep it off this time yeah and so like I already I made a post like summer 2020 is gonna get the body that it's got but I guarantee you summer 2024 mm-hmm. because I'm being realistic right summer 2024 watch out (laughs) watch out every watch out because every 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 small everything everything gonna be hanging and i ain't gonna be ashamed of it i know that's right i know that's right and that's the attitude you gotta have positive thinking brings positive results that's one of my favorite quotes that i say to myself positive thinking drives positive positive results results. i like Mm -hmm. that i like Mm -hmm. that yep all right, so that this has been a great discussion. Yes. Oh my God, I, I really appreciate. I'm so proud of you. First of all, let me just say I'm a, I'm proud of everybody who has taken the time to um, deal with their mental health. Period. Yes. I've yes. got so many people I'm directly connected to who is um, starting to take care of this, themselves mentally. They're um, practicing self-care. They're um, out there seeing therapists, which, I mean, and, and I, when I say seeing a therapist, it's, it's at least 10 people I know that's currently seeing a ther- therapist, including myself. I just mm-hmm. started seeing a therapist for myself. So I just want to say how proud I am of everybody who is um, taking the time to take care of their self mentally. Yes. You have to. It all starts with the mind. 
and and goes into the body and you just got to take care of all of that because you can't like you said you can't take care of one and don't take care of the other one they fun they function together yes so you got to be able to take care of your mind and so i just want to say how proud i am of everybody out there who's taking the time to uh address their their mental health so kudos to you guys um anything you want to share or tips or anything um with anybody who may be dealing with any kind of mental illness depression yeah um one um, one tip i do um you know when i sometimes you know wake up in the middle of, uh, middle of the night with anxiety or unable to sleep because i'm depressed i start to i start to um I close my eyes and I use my other senses to um, to balance myself, to calm my nerves. You know, I say, what is it that I smell right now? Whatever it is mm-hmm. I smell right now, and I relate it back to a great moment in my life, whatever that smell is. You know, I can sometimes smell somebody in, in the apartment complex, you know, I'll smell like some, some, some catfish. <laughs> and I'll just put it back to an amazing time where you know, Catfish, Catfish takes me to church, actually. You know, Catfish dinners, and I think about church. Yeah. Um, I'll, you know, use my the sense of touch. You know, if I feel, you know, my, my bed sheets, you know, if something's soft, you know, relate that softness to something that's positive. And a lot of the times, my therapist um, told me to do this, and a lot of the times when I do that, it helps me fall asleep. It, yeah. it, it gives me peace. It, it brings me back to a peaceful, a peaceful space to sleep. Um, I also, I've noticed that I like rain, rain, uh, rain music helps me sleep. Yeah, that's my favorite. I love me some rain, and mm-hmm. I love it, and it helps me sleep. You know, I listen to different, um, some other meditation music sometimes to help me sleep. Um, um, jazz, like jazz music helps me sleep yeah. and I you know I've, I've been more vocal about these things because I'm be quite honest when I used to when I started noticing these things I'm like oh god Kadir, you old this is like <laughs> you're getting old <laughs> boy because this is some stuff that you're like damn I didn't have to do all this but you know the more we're going through things in our life the more you know we have we have to tap into different different forms of therapy yeah to help us yeah. and i and i think music is a form of therapy sounds are a form of therapy um touch touching things like it's so many forms of therapy um that i think that are so helpful so those are some tips that i use that could probably be helpful to someone who's listening yeah definitely i actually do that myself um to help me sleep i actually set my phone on sleep so that no apps or no phone calls or text messages is interrupting my sleep. Mm-hmm. And then I turn my music on, my meditation music. And when I say I instantly fall asleep, I instantly fall asleep. Mm-hmm. So that definitely is a good tip. And then um, hearing you talk about um, uh, using your other senses, that goes into meditation because um, you refocusing your mind to something mm-hmm. else. Exactly. And so that's what helps you to calm your brain. I know for me, my brain has a tendency of going all the time. It's all, yep. constantly thinking, 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 thinking. And so when I'm meditating, I have the music on. It actually 
takes all of that stuff and and like takes it out of my head and calms me and refocuses my mind off of whatever is going on in there you know exactly that is a good thing um that senses i never never really thought about it the way that you put it but yeah that that's part of meditation is is refocusing your senses refocusing refocusing your mind to your senses Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. yeah, that is that is awesome. That is so awesome. I'm so proud of you. And, Thank you, boo. Um, the way that you're the way that you're handling your mental health, the steps that you're taking, keep doing it. Um, just just keep going, keep pushing, keep pushing, keep doing what you're doing because it 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 do get better. It do get better. People think when you're going through depression or mental some form of mental illness, it's not going to get better. It yes, will. Absolutely. It will. And and it starts, it starts, you start to heal from it once you acknowledge that you're ready to actually start putting in the work to get better. Absolutely. And so with that, we're going to end it on that note. Um, thank you again, Cordero, my boo, for being here. I'm, I'm, I'm still excited as if the show about to start. <laughs> again, so you are more year. than welcome. I'm so happy. Oh my God. Now I got to yeah. get you on Daryl's Journey Thoughts. So we're going to work that out. We're going to work that out. I'm so ready. <laughs> you guys go and check out Daryl's Daring Thoughts. Let me tell you, he, he keeps it real and keeps it raw. So don't go over there if you, if you, uh, a, a church going person. <laughs> okay. Uh, and you so holier than thou, don't go. Yeah, don't leave. We ain't got time for all that. It ain't the podcast for you. It ain't for you. It definitely ain't for you. Okay. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm about so. to celebrate my 100th episode. So. Ooh, come on through. Yes, 100 episodes. So that's coming out wow. in a couple of weeks. So I'm excited about that. I cannot wait to hear that. I was just listening to, and I got to go back and finish it. I was in the middle of it. Uh, your last episode that you was just doing. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> some good topics, everybody. Go and check check it out, okay? We're going to close out again. Thank you, Daryl, for um, being here. I pray that something was said that will encourage and help someone who may be yes. dealing with depression or even thoughts of suicide. Know yes. that you are not alone. And if the load is just too heavy for you to bear please 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 seek help don't just hold that in and try to deal with it on your own seek help taking your life ain't an option not an option so if you don't know where to get help there is a national suicide prevention lifeline number that's available 24 7 and it's not just for suicide it's any kind of mental health that you may be going through or illness that you may be going through. So contact them 24-7. The number is 800-273-8255. Again, that's 1-800-273-8255. Thank you all so much for tuning into this episode. Cordero, thank you again for being with me today. You are more than welcome. Stay safe and be blessed. Bye, everyone. Bye.